welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. That clap is not good. Hallelujah. It's good for you to pray for your nation. Whether you are NDC, MPP, PPP, PNC. You see, from birth to the time you die, politics speaks a lot about your life. From birth to the time you die. Even if you're a worker, your retirement is determined by politics. So, politics is not a dirty game. It's dirty people that makes it dirty. But politics is all about your life. It's all about decision making. So if you're a Christian, what you should be doing is praying for the nation. Praying for the executive. Praying for president, vice president, MPs. Just pray for them. You might not have voted for them, but they have the power to determine your sleeping place. Are you here? So don't be a worldly politician. Because whether you like it or not, we are all politicians. Are you here? You are a politician. You went to vote, so you know the party you voted for. But irrespective of who you voted for, the people in power are controlling things. So what does the Bible ask you to do? It asks you to pray for kings, leaders, rulers. Because every single decision goes a long way to affect us all year round. So I will encourage us in this turbulent time in the nation to keep your knees praying for the country. Amen. Is it a good idea? Then give the Lord a clap offering. So this morning I'm preaching a subject I I hardly go there. It's not it's not where I usually preach from, but today I have to preach because it's necessary that the church, a lot of people are marrying, a lot of families are being made, are being created. There are wives and husbands and children are coming. And um, your primary source of information is basically the word of God. And it would normally come through the preaching of your pastor. So this morning, in this year, February, I decided to take on a very important subject. It's under the same umbrella, but it will come in different forms in both services. So for first service, I'm preaching on the subject, take your family serious. Take your family serious. Take your family serious. A lot of believers don't take their family serious. We don't take our family life serious at all. A lot of Christian couples don't take their family and marriages serious. We don't care how we, we engage the people 
involved in these areas, marriage and family. One of the disappointing things in our generation is the failing trend of marriages. Not only divorce. Before divorce comes, there have been a lot of misbehaviors from either the man or the woman. And they resolve not to change. So it gets to the point where one cannot handle it again in their perspective. And then they decide to leave. One of the things you have to watch for yourself is your character. One of the things you need to be a watchdog over is your own character. Unfortunately, the 21st century church has assumed that grace has come to do everything for us. Yes, it has come to empower us unto godliness and unto good works. But grace does not impact discipline. No. You have to keep a watchdog over your character when it comes to human relations. Especially what I'm teaching on. Your marriage and your family life. There are spiritual husbands, Christian husbands, who are very unwise in their relation with their wives. There are spiritual wives who are very unwise in the dealings with their husband and their children. And we have taken strong stance not to change for whatever reason. And I'm praying that in this house, we will have very fruitful and healthy marriages and families in the name of Jesus. God is a family man. And God wants his people to be family oriented. There is no place where you will not find family. Each and every one of us come into this world as part of a family. Every one of us is from a family. And you carry a surname that is because you come from a particular family. So if you are Anita Owusu, it means your family name is Owusu. If you are Abigail Afari, it means you are from a family called Afari. If you are Kojo Tamaklo, you are from a family called Tamaklo. You cannot enter the world without a family. Are you here? Say, take your family serious. A lot of Christians don't take their family and marriages serious. And you see ego, pride, haughtiness, high-mindedness. I know my right. I cannot change. If you are saying these things, eh, then you have to die. It's only dead bodies that don't change. Are you here? It's, it's, it's a very serious thing I'm teaching on. I don't teach on this. Who has heard me teach on this before? No. So it took a long time for me to prepare. 
and think through. I've pastored for 10 years, going to 11 years. By May, I'll be 11 years pastoring. And I'm a married man. I've counseled people. So I have put, it's a meaty message. If you keep saying, you know, you hear them say, you have to accept me the way I am. I can't change. Really? You can't change. Because this was not how you were when you were chasing that girl. Anything you can pretend to be means that you can actually become that thing. If you can pretend to be humble, it means that in your capacity, God can help you to actually be humble. A fish can never pretend to live on earth alive. Are you here? So whatever you can pretend to be, whatever you can look like, it means that you can be. That's why motivational speakers can tell you that fake it until you make it. Fake it until you make it. So you see they say, when, even if you get a job as a cleaner in the corporate world, dress like a manager. Fake it until you make it. So whatever you can pretend to look like, you can actually become. Husbands and wives. Mothers and fathers in this house. We have to take our family serious. Family is something we can't live without. It's something we cannot, but because it is so fundamental, we are easily prone to take it for granted. A lot of us take our families for granted until it's time for you to marry. And all of a sudden, you become that very good daughter, that very good niece, that very good uh, cousin. All of a sudden, the cousins you don't talk to, you have become very nice and you haven't given them nicknames. You didn't take the family serious until your marriage. And ask yourself, why is it that in very critical moment of your life is the family that must be there by law. That must be there. Not will be there or should be there. Must be there. When you were given birth to, most of the people that came around are family members. Are you here? When you are graduating from school, family, marriage, family, when you die, nobody, even your spouse, has the power to determine what happens to your body except your family. Am I talking to you? A lot of charismatic Christians have become very careless with family and marriage. We live anyhow expecting that somebody, something, something, somewhere will be fixing the marriage. But marriage and family life is purely attitudinal. 
character. We assume family will always be there. And we don't take it serious until we lose their loved one. And then we start saying, oh, if this one was alive, these plans that I had, why didn't I check up? Why didn't I visit? Why didn't I call? Why didn't maybe you are here? You don't give anything to your parents at the end of the month. And when they die, you go there and you pretend you give all kinds of tribute to look as if you were there, like you were there for him or her. Church, Christianity did not come to spoil the family structure. It rather came to embolden it and give it the real picture in the mind of God. I thought you are clapping. We have assumed the family will always be there and it turns out in the negative. That just when sometimes you need your family, there's nobody to even stand with you. And you start claiming in your family there are witches and wizards. There are no witches and wizards. Nobody was there for anybody to build any family. The family can be polluted. It can be damaged. It can be impaired because of how we pay attention to whether we pay attention to it or not. Whether we are intentionally building our families and our marriages. It will, it will, it will determine a lot of things. And most of us are very negligent in what we are even engaging in. What we, we put into the marriage, what we put in the family, our posture is the main problem. You can speak all the big, big tones and it doesn't make sense. If your tongues does not change you, because prayer must change you. If truly you are praying, if truly you are koinoniaing with the spirit, the fruit of the spirit must begin to bear in your life. Then, then you are not communing with the spirit. Because something about you must change if you are communing with the spirit. Something about you must prick you when you go off the character of the spirit. If you are communing with the spirit. So unless we are not communing with the spirit, that is why we are how we are. No matter, you see, when you pray for, if you are called a prayerful person, be ashamed as a man if they call you a prayerful husband and you have a bad character. It means you are not prayerful. You are not praying. You are religious. You are not spiritual. Be ashamed as a woman or a wife if they say you are a prayerful woman and you are not of a good character. There must be order in the church. Else one day, we will be preaching to people and they will never repent. Are you following me? 
The family is God's idea. The family is the natural and inevitable outcome of marriage and parenting. I'm preaching. The family is the inevitable outcome of marriage and parenting. You cannot have the God family outside these two. So God is the orchestrator and the author of family. So you see Jesus say, I and my father are one. It talks about a family, a relationship deeper than the CEO and manager and subordinate relationship. It's a, it's a family bond. Am I talking to you? The family, marriage and parenting was one of the first concepts and ideas God introduced during creation. Family, marriage, parenting was one of the... So let's go to Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 to 28. Quickly. He says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the, the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. He said, be fruitful and multiply. Family, marriage, and parenting. It started from here. Please follow the teaching. When a child is born, I'm getting deeper. So that you see, you will understand something from scriptural point of view. When a child is born, the mother is under compulsion to take care of the child. The mother cannot separate herself from a child. Naturally, a mother, immediately the woman gives birth, it, is, it becomes almost impossible for you to separate the mother from the child. That was why when, during the days of King Solomon, when two women had a case with their child, one slept on the child, killed the child, one child did not die, but the one whose child died swapped the child. And when they went to the king, and the king said, okay, if I want to get, okay, let's divide the living child amongst the two. The mother of the child could not stand the killing of her child. There's something about the mother that bonds them to their children. Naturally. So Isaiah chapter 49 verse 15 NLT version. Quickly. It began by saying never. So it was a rhetorical question. A question that the answer is already known. Are you here? A question that the answer is already known. So he said, never, exclamation. Can a mother forget her nursing child? 
Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if, it's just like the um, Hebrew boys saying that, oh king, we are not careful to answer you in this manner. That we are not bowing to you. We know that our God will deliver. But even if, so that is the same scenario. So there is no way a mother can be separated from a nursing child. Naturally, mothers are bonded to their children. Follow the teaching. But the scenario is different for men. It is not natural for men to be bonded to their children. You now understand why your father is behaving like that. You now understand why your father behaved like that. It's not natural for men to be under compulsion to take care of their children. Now, let me give you an example. Two people can marry. They decide to divorce. Which of them demand and make sure that they, they are holding their children? The mothers. The man must be taken to court and court must order him to pay every month for the upkeep of the child. Why should the court come in and compel you as a father to take care of a child and the upkeep of a child? Because in the man, it's not natural. Please, are you here with me? I'm taking you somewhere. I told you I don't preach these things, but I had to take my time and study and prepare and add life experience by the Spirit of the Lord. So naturally, men don't have a sense of responsibility, compelling responsibility to take care of the children they produce naturally. Compared with the, the compelling care of a mother, for a child. Fatherhood is less natural than motherhood. Fatherhood is less natural than motherhood. That is why it has to be encouraged. You don't encourage motherhood. You encourage fatherhood. Don't forget the message. Take your family serious. Motherhood is not encouraged. It's natural. You will see, you go to the market, you see this kaya They are carrying their children and still carrying loads. Where are the husbands? So for motherhood, it's not too much a problem like fatherhood. So, something takes place to encourage fatherhood. The family and the community bring something that will encourage fatherhood. And that is what we call marriage. Show me a responsible man to his children and the mother of his children 
And it is likely 98, 99%, 99.9% that man is married to the mother of his children. Something compels family life, marriage life, and parenting to be done in the image that God intends it to be. You see, it's not easy to single parent. Mm. I'm talking to, I'm, I'm taking you somewhere so that, you see, when you go, go and listen and listen to the second service one, it's a build up. It's not easy to single parent. Ask the single parents. Because that is not the order that God proposed it. Marriage is the way that society, community, family, makes sure that fatherhood is encouraged. Tomorrow is Valentine or so. And many people are going to be foolish. Yeah. Many people are going to be foolish. Thinking that sex is for Valentine. Thinking that Valentine is public holiday for immorality and fornication. Thinking that is a sanction and it, 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 it involves so-called Christians and spiritual people. When you were in the world, it was normal. But you see, with the, what I'm teaching you, common sense must come to you again. Am I, am I teaching you something this morning? The family is something we must pay attention to, foster, nurture, develop. Because at the end of the day, you cannot do without your family. The reason people are not taking their churches serious is because they have not taken their family life serious. Because it's the same concept that runs in the family that runs in the local church. So if you see undedicated church members, disloyal church members, rebellious church members, people who are not committed to the church, where they belong, it's a sign that there are so many rebellious sons and daughters in our families, including you and I. It's easy for you to fraud your parents. You cut call on your parents. It's easy for you to even exchange insults with your brother and your sister. So it is a mentality you carry into the church, into the ushering department, into the choir. It is easy for you to insult your wife because your family life is impaired. In the second service, I'm going to teach on characteristics of healthy families and then how to build a healthy family. 
Because every healthy family looks alike. And every unhealthy family, they look alike. Can I hear a big amen? They look alike because every sick, you know, if you have HIV, there is a particular test they will run for you. Because every HIV patient, they look alike. So every unhealthy family, they have certain character. And every healthy family has certain characteristics. The well-being of family and the well-being of the society goes hand in hand. Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. Jesus help me. And the Lord God said, Today I'm showing you things from regular scriptures you know that you never saw. He said, and the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Why was it not good for man to be alone? The popular thing we know is that it was not good for man to be alone because he needs a helper. But that scripture is deeper. It goes beyond that. It's not just that a man needed help. It's not because a man needed a woman. It's beyond that. It is because a man, follow the teaching, one man cannot, or a man cannot represent and portray the nature of God. It's not possible for a human being to portray the nature of God. Pastor, what do you mean? I mean what I said. <laughs> I, yeah, that, as you heard it, that is, it is not possible for one man to manifest the nature, the image of God. It's not. And what is the image of God? 1 John chapter 4 verse 8. The nature of God. The Bible said, He that loveth not knoweth not God. He that does not love does not know God because God is love. So the nature, the image, the DNA, the portrait of God is love. And one man cannot, one man cannot make you know love. If love must show, it must be between two or more people. If I want to know that Abigail, you love people, there must be somebody you have shown love to. Or some people who can confirm that what? You love. So Adam alone could not portray the nature of God. And that is why God said, it is not good for man to be alone. And as he was speaking, the Trinity, the spirit of the Trinity was at work. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God is a Trinity God. Body, soul, and spirit. You come to government, we have the executive the legislature and what? The judiciary. So when God is speaking, he speaks in Trinity. The sun, the moon and are you here? 
the sun, the moon, and so when God said it is not good for man to be alone, he was having a trinity image in mind. Where is the father? Where is the mother? And where are the children? So it's not good for Adam to be alone. That is the image of family. And that is why we must pay attention and take our families very serious. It, Joseph's family could have killed the whole nation if they killed Joseph. But for a brother amongst them, say, no, let's not kill him. He gave a better option which was still not good. Your family is everything. Joseph, after he had become prime minister, big man, gone through all the calamities, he never cried when he saw Egyptian slaves. He never cried when he saw old men from Egypt. He never cried seeing widows from Egypt. But when he saw his brothers, he began to cry. Why don't we take our family life serious? Husbands, Christian husbands, why don't you take your family serious? Your wife, your children. For some of us, if our parents took their marriage serious, we would not be where we are. Why is it that most criminals are from broken homes? Ask yourself. Because the enemy will attack the vow you make before God to your spouse. He will come after it. He will come after the vow. He hates the family structure. Because it was a son of God that defeated him. That's why in Psalm 133, the Bible says, How good and how pleasant it is for brethren, even brethren, and you husband and wife, you cannot dwell together in unity. Hey, the enemy will come after the vow. And the vow is so deep and dangerous that it said to death do as part and not to divorce do as part. That thing strikes my heart. That means that you could be divorced and still be in covenant with your divorced wife or husband. Because the vow was that to death do as part. told you the message I'm taking you somewhere give me 10 minutes more I'll end up Adam and Eve became flesh before Cain came into the picture Cain came into their life their first child in Genesis chapter 4 verse 1 but in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, thereabout, the Bible said that and, and, and Adam and Eve became what? That is talking about marriage. So the Bible said, Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. Therefore, sir, a man, not a boy, not a boy, a responsible man, a man who is ready to be responsible. A man who is ready to take the image of the Father in heaven, 
will leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife. And they shall be one flesh, marriage. So when Adam and Eve got married, then a child came. It is disorder. I repeat, it is disorder to produce children outside marriage. Oh, so does it mean that the church will not name, oh, the church, I will name the child because the child is innocent of your foolishness. So we we'll name the child because the child does not know this. You know. Are you here? Or have gone home? So sometimes, you see, if, if they tell you don't do this, have the benefit of doubt that oh, what they are saying in scripture because, you see, this one they've told you, don't go and give birth outside marriage. You didn't, you didn't see it because you've seen a lot of people doing it. But if you look at the scriptures well, you see that marriage was introduced and then Cain came in Genesis chapter 4 verse 1 going. And that is the way family must go. Proper family. So if you get a lady pregnant, so whatever is happening in the spiritual is practically here on earth. It's practically here. If you get a woman pregnant in a family, you have to go and pay penalty. Because it's an insult to the family. It's a, you have entered the house as a thief. How do you say it in, in, in Ewe? Fiafito. Oh yeah, fiafito. If you enter the family, got a lady pregnant in the family, you are fiafito. No matter the tongues you have, you are a what? You are a thief. You have dishonored the family, dishonored the father, dishonored the parent, and dishonored the lady. So when you go, you pay penalty. In fact, there's a scripture about bride price that makes bride price looks like it's a disgrace. You pay bride price when you enter into a family wrongly. So in some account traditions, the fathers don't take bride price. The actual thing is that there must not be bride price because nobody can buy you from your family. So rich men don't take bride price. It's poor men. No, I'm, I'm giving you tradition. In the tradition of Akan, they, they, they leave the bride price for poor families, number one. Families that have ailing fathers and families that have debt. But rich parents don't. They don't. Let me go back to my scripture. Give the Lord a clap of it. Tomorrow we won't have anything on Valentine. We are going to Booster, Calvary Temple. Reverend is to be there. Fire will be there. Be there. I'm not doing anything here. We are going to where? Booster. Oh, Pastor, yeah, yes, and red and white. What red and white? Go and take fire. You have done red and white since COVID. You had Valentine two years. Go and take fire. Are you here? 
Jesus did not disregard the family system. He didn't. I'm just laying the foundation. In the second service, I will build up. So when you go home, link up on Facebook. So people say that Jesus came to disregard, like the way he said, let the dead bury the dead. Pastor, Jesus did not regard the family. Why are you? When the man came that his father is dead, and Jesus go and, go and, go and bury him. So pastor, Jesus, you know, if you're a kingdom man, you must not. I'll show you. I'll tell you something. It will change your mind. If that is why you don't take your family serious, it will change today. Luke chapter 14, verse 26. Yeah, play. I'm, I was hearing a song. I don't know whether that's what. Oh, to Jesus, I surrender. Oh, to Him, I free. We have stopped singing this song, praise and worship. Give us songs that will give us love for Jesus. It's a long time people cried. Before the presence. He said, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife, and to, I want you to pay attention to the things that Jesus is mentioning or the people. Watch them. Let me start again. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also. He cannot be my disciple. People have misinterpreted it. So let me ask you. Don't you love your father? Don't you love your mother? How can a man say he doesn't love his wife? He's a madman. Don't you love your wife? Don't you love your brethren? Don't you love your own life? Why are you in Max? You love your life. You don't want to die before your time. That is why you are in Max. So there is nobody on earth who does not love all that have been mentioned. But Jesus is saying that if you don't hate them, you cannot be his disciple. So is Jesus negating the family structure? No. Another scripture, Matthew chapter 12, verse 49 to 50. Quickly. He said, and he stretched forth his hand towards his disciples and said, behold, my mother and my brethren for whoever, so he, he looked at his disciples and called them his mother and his brethren. He's giving the reason. For whosoever shall do the will of my father, which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. So was Jesus. So you can see that Jesus is communicating something. Jesus was rather honoring the family system. He never disregarded the family system. He never brushed it away. He never, he never told his disciples not to love their families. He never said that. 
what Jesus was saying is simple. If the love you have for me does not supersede the love you have for your family, the love you have for your wife, the love you have for your father, the love you have for your sister, your mother, if the love you have for me is not stronger than the love you have for your life, you cannot be my disciple. That is all. If you love yourself more than me, you are not my disciple. Does that mean you shouldn't love yourself? You should love yourself. You should love yourself to make good decisions. You should love yourself to serve God better. You should love yourself to eat well. You should love yourself to exercise. You should love yourself to develop good character. You should love your parents because you cannot honor until you love. And this is the same Jesus saying that we should honor our parents. How will he destroy the family structure? All he was saying is that if your love for me does not supersede the love you have for these, then you are not my disciple. Are you here with me? Your love for Jesus, our love for Jesus must eclipse the love we have for all these. Jesus must have us by a compelling love because you cannot tell me. Now listen to me. That is why I started by saying that if you're a prayerful husband and you don't respect your wife, you don't respect your children, you are a rude, a careless, a wicked husband, you don't know Jesus. Because you cannot get close to the Son of God and not be transformed. Your character begins to take after the nature of Christ. If you really know Jesus and you get closer to him, your character begins to change and you will become like Christ. Your growth in the Lord is not in the number of miracles or tongues you speak. Your growth in the Lord is measured in your likeness of Christ. So the more a man begins to look like Christ, the more you can say that the man is maturing in Christ. Because as for miracles, wizards, witches, occult, bojo board readers, everybody can can perform miracles. The last time I saw um, an Islamic woman doing deliverance. Come out by fire. Come out by fire. And the person was ministering. And then they came out. Yes, come out. So the number of miracles, the number of long hours you can pray, the deeper tongues you speak, it does not mean that you are maturing in the Lord. It's, it's good to speak in tongues for long, but it is not a signal of maturity in the Lord. What signals your life growing in the Lord is when you begin to look more and do the things Jesus would have done when he finds himself in the situations you find yourself. That is why I began by saying you have to watch your character. You have to watch your behavior. No, no, don't let somebody be a watchdog, but it's a blessing for somebody to tell you that they are who you are. Your character is a son. Change. We can change. 
everybody can change, Abigail. Everybody. I can give myself six months and begin to slang English. I can. And do it intentionally. When? God. Hello? You saw the flaming altars at uh, Advent. Nanama said what? Phyllis. Not Phyllis. So since then, when I'm mentioning Phyllis, I say, Phyllis, I got the cat. And they cry, eh? Phyllis. I say, hey, I did, I bought Phyllis. But when I went to check the thing, Charlie, it's Phyllis. The born, you are born, you are in school, but Phyllis, Phyllis, it's Phyllis. So you, you, you can change. You can put yourself in the school. That is why you can speak English. You went to school and they changed you. You came out speaking English. You went to school not being a doctor. You came out as a doctor. You went to school not being a lawyer. You came out because you can put yourself under self-tutorship. By the leading of the spirit and scriptures. And mentorship. And allowing yourself to change. Our family will be better. Some of you are not talking to your brothers and sisters. Mayaka. Envy, jealousy. We don't want to see eye to eye. You have, you have, you have, you have attitude. But when your wedding is coming, you are expecting your brothers and sisters to be there. What a joke. No wonder we allow witches and wizards to operate in our engagement and wedding because the atmosphere is a fake love. It's not real. And where there is fake and wickedness and envy, oh, which is operate in the atmosphere of wickedness, bitterness, envy. Our attitude, look at Joseph. Joseph saw the people who sold him and he was crying and gave them the best of treatment. That must be the life of the Christian. And that is the only way he could change their hearts. And got them crying and begging and pleading. I'm preaching. Whoever said Jesus came to spoil the family structure is preaching a false gospel. Jesus put the family first. Jesus himself remained connected to his family. Didn't you read at age 12 he went to church with his family? Didn't you read? He was with the family. When he was performing his first miracle, he was there with his mother. John chapter 2. The first miracle, turning water into wine. Was was Mary not there? Jesus was a mama's boy. And Jesus was a carpenter. Remember, Joseph was a carpenter. That means he had a very close relationship with the father. Foster father. At the cross, when he was dying, his mother was there. And even when he was going to die, he turned to John and said, take care of my mother for me. You are here, Christian. I don't know what came. I don't know what message we had. That made us put on a certain character of pride and this. I don't know. 
destroying our marriages, destroying our families. Do you know a family business can change your life, change your children's life, change your children's children's life? You didn't see despite buying, building two houses for his sisters out of what? His pocket from his businesses. You think his business, you won't find his family members working there? Go and check the percentage of family members of despite working in his company. Coca-Cola business is a family business. Puma is a family business. Africa Ghanaians, why are we wicked? With so many church, so many messages, businesses hardly thrive. You employ your sibling, it comes to spoil it. You employ somebody you love, it comes to spoil your work. And these are tongue-talking believers. Can we change? Yes, we can. And give our marriages a better picture. Young couples, be careful how you are building your marriage. Fathers, mothers, pay attention to your marriage, your family, and your children. Don't sacrifice it for your career. Career will retire you and you come back to your family. Career will retire you. The people you meet in the day, they'll retire back to their homes you will also come home. What is in your home? Ask somebody, what is in your home? You know why a lot of pubs are coming up? I'm ending in two minutes. Because homes are on fire. Husbands close from work, they don't go home. They go and do sitting. Because they want their peace of mind. At 11 p.m., they go home and sleep. Because the, the, the Bible said that it is better to stay at the corner of the roof than to stay in the house with a quarrelsome wife. How can a spiritual person be a quarrelsome wife? That means you're a religious person. You are not spiritual. And I think that the psalmist did not write it well. And I also say that it is better for a woman eh, to go and sleep with lions than to come back to the house and stay with the foolish man. Rise up on your feet and let's pray.
your family. I want you to pray for your marriage if you are married. If you are not married and you are yet to marry, you can sow a seed of prayer. You can, I want you to pray for your father, your mother, your siblings. I want you to pray for your cousins, your uncles. That Lord, repair my family. Repair, restore. Oh, revitalize. Holy Spirit, I invite you into my family. I invite you into my marriage. Lift your voice and pray. Father, repair. Repair, repair our families. Restore our families. Where the altar of God is off. Visit our families in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, Lord, let let unity, let unity, let unity. Understanding, brotherly love. Let the Lord restore. Let the spirit of Absalom not find its place in our families. Let the spirit of stubbornness, let the spirit of sorrow not find its place in our marriages. In the name of Jesus, oh Lord, let the spirit of partiality not find its place in our families. Like Jesse, who isolated David, oh God, we pray. Let our families begin to work again. Let our marriages begin to work again. Let parenting begin to work again. Restore the joy, restore the glory, restore the joy, restore the glory of our families, of our nuclear families, of our extended families. Ayaka da bayaka, ekala da bayakodaya, ekala da telemaka, arondo loba sababa. We pray, Lord. We bind the activities of the enemy. We plant the trees of favor. We plant the spirit of unity. We plant the trees of fruitfulness. In the name of Jesus, we pray that, Lord, the marriages in our families, they will work. We come against breakups. We come against divorce. We come against the spirit of homosexualism. We pray that homosexuals will not come out of our families. Lesbians will not come out of our families. Oh, Rabba, we pray God-fearing uncles, God-fearing aunties, God-fearing cousins, God-fearing husbands, God-fearing wives, in the name of Jesus. Lift your right hand and make this confession. All of us are guilty. You have taken strong stand. I cannot tell you. This is how I am as a wife, as a husband, as a family member. And you are destroying your marriage, killing somebody's wife, killing somebody's daughter, somebody's son. Out of negligence, pride, ego. If you didn't want to marry, you shouldn't have gone to pick that girl from her parents. Lift your right hand. Say, oh Lord, 
Say, oh Lord, I receive grace. I receive grace. I receive wisdom. I receive the spirit of understanding. Say, I receive the spirit of meekness. The spirit of humility. The spirit of leadership. To become a proper family member in my family. To become a fruitful husband. A fruitful wife. A fruitful cousin. A fruitful brother. A fruitful sister. A fruitful father. A fruitful mother. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Lord. In Jesus name. I have become. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap of love. Tell somebody be a good family member. And the Lord will bless you. Once again give God a clap. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.